welcome to our series of podcasts to support our Senior Mental Health League community, brought to you by Connects Education Academy. In our Mental Health and Wellbeing podcast, experts talk candidly about their findings, experiences and share their stories. This podcast support is designed to help you bring about whole school positive change to prioritise mental health and wellbeing enabling you to take your colleagues and school community along the journey as well. As an approved provider of the fully funded Senior Mental Health programme, we are acutely aware of the challenges young people are facing with their mental health and the challenges schools are facing supporting students with this. Increasingly, schools are becoming more aware of the impact of traumatic events during childhood and using this awareness to inform their approach. The first UK-based study of its kind, published in the Lancet Psychiatry, found 31% of young people had a traumatic experience during childhood, and those who were exposed to trauma were twice as likely as their peers to have a range of mental health disorders. This series of podcasts seeks to support everyone working in the school sector to gain an understanding of what we mean by trauma-informed practice. To understand what good practice is in this area, what it looks like, and to share practical strategies that can really make a difference. We will consider the best available evidence from the fields of psychology, education research and the health and care sector to help us refine our approaches within the classroom. Today I have my guest Sandy Bridge, a deputy head teacher, and Debbie Davis, a head teacher in Senko. Welcome to you both, and I'm looking forward to exploring trauma-informed practice with you. Today we're beginning by looking at what trauma is. Debbie, this is a massive area of work. So, uh, what is trauma? Hi, Georgie. Hi, Andrew. It's good to be back. Um, so. Let's explain the term trauma in a few sentences to get us started. Trauma results from an event, a series of events or set of circumstances that um, are experienced by an individual as harmful or life-threatening. While unique to the individual, generally the experience of trauma can cause really long-lasting adverse effects which limits the ability to function and achieve mental, physical, social and emotional or, or spiritual well-being, if that helps. Thank you for getting us started, Debbie. Yeah, that that kind of is a really strong definition for us to start thinking about. But not all children experience trauma, Andy. Why might this be? Hi, Georgie. Yeah, absolutely. And, and thankfully, um, the majority of children probably don't experience trauma because they grow up in a safe secure environment they've got strong relationships with their adults from birth but you know their appropriate caregiver um and that feeling of security and safety means that they're confident they explore the world they move to independence and a sense of stability and security always knowing they've got that family member there um to support them a place to return to knowing that they're loved and they're looked after that sets those children up to succeed in life it sets them up to go to school to be in a frame of mind where they can learn, where psychologically and emotionally their needs are met, they've got that support network. Um, obviously that's what we'd hope for for all children, um, hopefully one day we will achieve, but sadly at the moment there are a significant number that don't have that, that basic level. You know, when we look at Maslow's hierarchy, 
that that very foundational level of physiological needs being warm and well clothed and fed um, and the safety needs feeling secure having access to appropriate health care and a safe secure property not all children have those things and without those we know that it's then very difficult to move beyond that and, and prioritize learning yeah there's there's a lot to be said for thinking back to maslow's hierarchy of needs and i think it it absolutely you're right that the if the basic needs aren't being met then how realistically can they thrive and survive and learn and study going through those uh, challenges that they have and things that we often take for granted so it's really important that we focus in on here very very insightful Debbie can we explore some if some of the types of trauma that may impact young people uh, yes um, so a good place to start, Georgie, Berry Street, Victoria, 2013. And we define trauma as an overwhelming experience that undermines a person's experience that the world is a good and safe place. Coming back to the reference to overwhelming, there are lots of experiences that a child can experience that, that would massively and deeply alter the perception of the world. And Andy's talked about this. Some examples might include losing a loved one, uh, moving into that bereavement stage, experiencing, experiencing an accident, witnessing something that is shocking and, and disturbing, being subjected to poverty. I mean, you know, where we are now with po poverty with children, um, that, that can be traumatising and suffering abuse. And of course, we all know from a safeguarding perspective, abuse can be sexual emotional, physical um, or neglect. So if we look at three types of trauma known as simple, complex and developmental trauma and beginning with simple trauma, we're talking about really stressful experience like an accident or an operation. I remember breaking my leg when, when I was 12 and I was run over by a motorbike it was a really traumatic experience and, and so stressful for me and my family. All my needs were met by my family and imagine how much more intense the experience would have been had I not had that uh, psychological and emotional support from my mum and dad and, and sister at the time. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's about those experiences that will cause great stress the trauma and consequences for me have lessened over time but initially i was absolutely petrified to go out to cross a road to go near a motorbike i used to walk a mile a day um to get to some traffic lights so i could press the button knowing that i'd be safe crossing the road i mean that's really quite a traumatic response yeah absolutely debbie and that has to remain with you as you as as you go through growing and you know becoming an adult that's that's gonna have a significant impact on you and there are situations that every child goes through that either they it does become a traumatic event or it doesn't so Andy are, are you able to talk more into our the complex trauma and what that might be yeah of course so the main difference being the simple trauma that Debbie talks about being that awful horrific one-off event whereas complex trauma it's also referred to as relational trauma is about multiple or continuous ongoing events so we might be talking here about a child who has had a, a consistently unsafe 
experience. They might have witnessed, for example, domestic violence over a number of years, and it's regular, repeated um, events that causes that to be known as complex trauma. Um, you know, as Debbie said, it, it could be physical abuse, emotional, sexual, or neglect. Some children sadly experience a combination of, you know, different um, types of abuse and neglect. And having that horrific experience repeated over and over um, absolutely has a, a traumatizing effect on children. And, you know, it will pick up trauma and the impact of that on a child's future in, in later episodes, but it, it can be really, really significant if they've gone through that, not just as a one-off, but as a repeated part of their childhood upbringing. But De Debbie, you've, you've got experience of working with children who've suffered significant trauma. Are you able to sort of, obviously, it's all confidential, but can you share some of the, the sort of experiences that you've seen? Um, yeah, I mean, that's right. And, and the possibility is that we all have worked with children who've, who've suffered or are suffering trauma. Um, but you, you may not, it may not have been um, shared and we all know about it. So working closely with social care and, and I've worked with, closely with social care for many years now, I've had the privilege of helping many traumatised children on the road to recovery and we can recover and that's that's where we need to be helping the children to move forward and we'll never, never ever entirely understand uh, children who are, who are traumatised because their experiences is so personal but we do aim to understand as best we can and the psychological and emotional support that they need. I, I remember once working, in fact, it's not just once, it's with several children, and they will mention that, that their issues, and if it's so sensitive that if, if you were to say, I understand how you're feeling, they will come back quite rightly so and say, no, you don't understand how I'm feeling. You've got no idea how I'm feeling. So I tend to use words like, you know, I'll, I'll never truly understand the depth of what you're feeling, but I will try my best to understand and help you as much as I can. So the final type of trauma is developmental. And van der Kolk, 2005, sums this up well and referring to the significant impact of early adversity on the social, emotional, physical, neurological development of a child. So thanks, Debbie. Andy, are there some examples that you can share here about um, developmental trauma? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, Debbie was giving examples there from specialist settings and um, residential sets that she's worked in, but we see this in mainstream as well. And it, it isn't always um, the dramatic kind of horrifying experiences that we might expect. This could just simply be something like um, parental separation that's obviously very common if a child's witnessed or been part of a, a very messy separation and heard arguments and shouting and been involved in that com conflict that can have a real developmental traumatic effect on them or even um, let's not forget this doesn't need to just start when the child's born it can actually happen in the womb if the mother goes through a particularly traumatic experience herself during pregnancy that again can have an impact on, on the child before they're even born. And then we'll potentially start seeing the child finding ways to cope and strategies that aren't healthy, dysregulation, a lack of ability to um, perform, you know, typical executive functions like 
giving attention, they're working memory, problem solving, all of these aspects and functions of the brain that we see as um, a normal part of a child developing suddenly might not work in the same way yet. And that's something I think we're going to pick up in, in a later podcast as well. Thank you both. I think it, it's we've we've sort of touched on the three different areas: simple, simple trauma, complex trauma, and developmental trauma. And I know that we're going to unpack those a lot, lot further. Um, and it's difficult subjects, but it's important to have these conversations. And and sort of hopefully this has really helped the listener start their journey on understanding trauma informed practice. I hope this insight's helped us all begin to understand what it is, certainly, and, and support is out there. And if you have been affected by any of the content today, because we, we all carry these, please do seek support. You might find this from within your family or your friends. Equally, a doctor can listen and find ways to help. And there are a number of resources that might be helpful for you. So we would recommend somewhere such as the National Child Traumatic Stress Network. We'd also recommend Assist Trauma Care, and you can access um, support there on assisttraumacare.org.uk. And they provide information and specialist help for people who've experienced trauma or are supporting someone who has. We also have Birth Trauma Association, so this is linked to developmental trauma. Um, again, the link for that is birthtraumaassociation.org.uk and they support for anyone affected by birth trauma, including partners. We hope that this podcast series has started and helped you and we'll be looking at the key principles of trauma-informed practice, exploring the bedrock of effective practice to help schools. And you can access these when you're on your daily commute, if you're walking the dog, on your treadmill, or as your focus for the day. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.